0: Hello and welcome to Living Veda. I'm Rachel and I want you to live long and live well. Together, let's explore the ancient art of Ayurveda and yoga so that you can build a life well lived. I'm here to teach you these truths in a modern and livable way. And I'm so glad you're here. Hello everybody and happy springtime. Today, I've created for you an Ayurvedic toolbox for the season of spring that includes food and movement and breath practices to help keep you well and keep you balanced. Uh, And These are practices that are especially geared towards keeping your kapha happy. So this is the moment where nature is starting to come back into life and full bloom. But along the way, things can get really heavy and wet and stuck and yucky. So today, I'm going to walk you through what's happening in our bodies and in nature from the Ayurvedic perspective and give you those tools to stay well balanced and light this spring. So again, we are right in the thick of kappa season. Kapha is the dosha composed of the elements, earth, and water. And right now, there is more of this dosha and these elements present in our environment than at other times of the year. Now, we all have some degree of kappa dosha in our own personal makeup as well, or our personal constitution. Just some of us have a ton of kappa, some of us just have a little bit, but everybody absolutely has some of it. And there is a basic natural law that like increases like. It is really super simple. If I'm hot and I put on a sweater, I'm going to be more hot. (laughs) And if I'm cold, but I take off my sweater, I'm going to be more cold. So like increases like. And this applies to us as humans in relation to our environment as well. If I already have kappa dosha in my makeup, and I do, and you do too, and my environment starts to have more kappa as well, then I'm gonna have more kappa. And for some people, it won't be too much, but for others, it will be. And when we have too much kappa, the body will start to give us signs that things are just a little bit out of whack. And when we remember that Kappa is earth and water, it can be easier to understand how too much of their qualities can start to show up. So I have a little checklist for you that we'll go through together in a moment. And if you are experiencing several of the symptoms that we'll go over, there's a good chance that already you might be experiencing just a little bit too much Kappa in your system. But don't worry, I'll give you some tools to bring it back into balance as well. So this is, uh, these are signs that show up both in the emotional body and in the physical body. So in the physical body, if you're experiencing weakness or loose joints, if you're experiencing emotional instability, a lack of affection, an inability to forgive, a loss of physical strength, weight gain, a pale complexion, not fair, I know it's been winter, but pale, a coldness, Lethargy, a need of excessive sleep—that doesn't really make sense. Uh, just kind of a dullness, a general like uh, yeast infections, or a lack of motivation. All of those are signs that there is too much kappa present in you right now. Hopefully, you can feel how all of these symptoms harken back to too much earth and too much water, and what might feel what it might feel like to you is just like a general sense of heaviness and sluggishness and slowness and yucky. And I go over all of this in a ton more detail in the what is Ayurveda and how can it help me course. If you're interested in going deeper, the self-paced course of 35 videos and four quizzes is an ideal way to dig your teeth in and really get grounded in, in all of that information. But for now, I'm keeping it super high level. So in Ayurveda, we are always trying to keep the body in balance. And ideally, we can recognize signs of imbalance and correct them before they ever have a chance to turn into a disease. So the list of symptoms that we just went through are things that are more likely to happen in the general public in the springtime than during other times of the years because right now is the kappa time. But there's good news. There are foods and there are practices that can help balance our kappa, both if you're already experiencing some of the symptoms and if you're not, to help you prevent that from ever happening in the first place. And we'll start with food, because yay, who doesn't love food? Um, so we'll cover it in four parts. Spice water, churna, tea, and a cup of reducing diet. So first, a spice water is exactly what it sounds like. It's water with spices in it. And the water should be warm to hot like tea water. And the spices that you add to the water do a specific job. In this case, the kappa spice water is used to reduce and balance kapha dosha. And I will read you the recipe, but I don't expect that for most of us that's how we will retain it. So I'll link to the show notes uh, to the post where you can see all of the recipes that I'll talk about today written out. And um, you can also access them through the Instagram page. Um, what's my Instagram handle? It is Veda Circle! Veda Circle on Instagram. You can find it there as well. So you don't have to memorize it, but here's your first taste. So the Kappa Spice Water includes six parts fennel, three parts coriander, three parts cumin, one part turmeric, one part ginger, half a part of cinnamon, half a part clove, and a fourth of a part pepper. So you can perhaps hear how that is a warming, spicy, wake-it-up kind of uh, spice water. And My favorite way to make and use a spice water is to make a big batch of it in the morning that I'll use all day long. I have a big old Stanley thermos, you know those big green ones, and that's my favorite go-to tool for keeping the water hot all day long. Obviously you can use whatever works for you, but that thing is really helpful. Uh, for this spice water, you can grind up all the ingredients and put them into one of those neat little DIY tea bags you know the ones that like come in a roll you tear them off and if you don't mind the texture of the spices in your water you can do it without a tea bag that's fine it's just whatever is your personal preference now we can also use a coppa churda to help balance kappa dosha so a churna is a spice mixture that goes on your food pretty much at the end of when it's prepared. And Ayurveda uses spices as powerful medicine. So a good spice blend can completely alter the properties of a meal and make it more or, or less digestible. And a kapha churna is a wonderful thing to add to your meals in the springtime to keep kapa in check. So the ingredients that I'll go through with you in a second, you're gonna combine all of them into a spice grinder, or if you have a coffee grinder, that'll get it done too, something that will grind them up. And then you'll take the mixed up, ground up spices and store them in an airtight container so you can use it on all your meals. So the mixture contains Uh, One tablespoon of fenugreek seeds, two tablespoons of coriander seeds, one tablespoon of ground ginger, one tablespoon of ground turmeric, one tablespoon of ground cinnamon, one tablespoon of dried sage leaves, one tablespoon of ground cloves, and a half a tablespoon of cayenne pepper. And if you really don't care for cayenne, you could use a chili powder there instead. And again, I'll link to that. You don't have to be amazing with your memory, but hopefully you can hear how, again, this is a warming spice mixture that will help make your food a little bit more digestible. In Ayurveda, there is a hierarchy of what types of foods have the most impact. So if you're feeling a little heavy and sluggish as we hit the spring season and at the height of the kapha time, this is one of the easiest and perhaps most powerful ways to stay in balance grind up those spices, add them to your food, and see what happens. Okay, now let's look at a tea designed to balance kapha dosha. This works really similarly, to how, similarly yes, to how the spice water works. If for whatever reason you hate the kapha spice water, here's another blend that can still be really helpful. Of course, you can buy kapha balancing teas through like a Banyan Botanicals or a Mappy, but... You can make it at home as well, and there's a really simple recipe. So you'll take one part ginger, one part cardamom, a fourth of a part of cloves, an eighth of a part of turmeric, and a little teeny bit, so 1 16th part saffron. And again, you can mix all of these spices up in one of those little DIY tea bags and enjoy. Now, the tea can be especially helpful to take after meals, where the spice blend is more intended to be taken all throughout the day when there's a, um, perhaps a larger state of imbalance. So I think the tea is more of like a preventative sort of situation, whereas the spice blend might be more helpful if there's already a symptom or a problem and you need to take it more often. However, you know, feel it out and see what's working best for you. So last, but not least, let's hit the high notes of a COPPA-reducing diet. So, this comes back to understanding that principle of like increases like. If I have kappa in me and there's lots of kappa in my environment and I eat a lot of kappa heavy foods, I'm probably gonna end up with too much kappa and the symptoms and the problems that come with it. But if instead I balance kappa abundance with foods and spices and practices that will help keep it in check, I'll have a much better time at making it through spring without yellow snot, allergy attacks, and exhaustion. (laughs) I think it might be kind of overwhelming to get into the nitty-gritty here of a copper-reducing diet, so I'm going to give you some overarching principles and some logic that you can apply to your own life. So in general, my friends, we want to stay away from oily, cold, and heavy food. Those are all qualities of earth and water, and we already have enough of that right now. So in general, we want to go light on or stay away from taste like sweet, sour, and salty. And this is a good time, again, to go light on dairy and large quantities of ghee as well. It's also a good time to go light on rice and wheat and oats. And hopefully that gives you kind of a mental picture of the types of things that are not super helpful at this specific moment in time. It is never good or bad or right or wrong. It's always for whom and when. And right now, when we're already heavy, adding more heavy is not going to be super helpful. But in contrast, we do want to eat foods that are light and dry and warm. We want to favor the taste of pungent, bitter, and astringent. Think, um, think kale cooked in fennel seeds, which could be really good, actually. This is a time where we lighten up the diet because everything else is heavy and dense and wet. And it's always true that we want to eat seasonal, organic, and whole foods. And um, this is a wonderful time to add in radishes and asparagus and eggplant and green leafy vegetables and beets and broccoli and cabbage and carrots and celery and beans and millet (laughs) and barley and buckwheat and rye. So hopefully that gives you an idea of the, the feel of the food that we're trying to create right now. Because food, my friends, is medicine. And when we're using food properly, amazing things can start to happen. This doesn't need to be complicated and it doesn't need to be expensive make real food favor light dry food right now top off your creations with the kappa spice blend enjoy some kappa tea after your meal and if you're still feeling heavy and sluggish and you need a little extra help make that kappa spice water and sip it throughout the day let this be simple and doable and hopefully also very healing and helpful all right let's move on to talking about movement <laughs> again We'll return to that universal principle of like increases like. We're in this moment that has a lot of slow, dense, heavy, and wet energy. So I'm going to need the opposite qualities in my movement to help maintain balance. This is a great time for sun salutations at the pace of the breath. It's also a really wonderful time to practice deep twisting. When we look at nature, it helps us understand what's happening within ourselves as well. Right now, the earth is creating the fertile ground that will help bring life back into bloom. And we can create the same environment within ourselves using food, movement, and breath. When we twist deeply, it literally physically compresses the organs. And when we release that twist, fresh blood is flooded into those spaces. It's like an internal cleanup. And sun salutations get the body moving and help Avoid stagnancy and lethargy from ever showing up. There are so many wonderful places to take a good yoga class these days that talking you through a practice here feels kind of silly, which is great. So instead, I'll encourage you to go take that class that you already know is wonderful and makes you feel good. Or if you have a home practice, add in some twisting. Add a few extra rounds of Surya Namaskar. Use movement as the big, beautiful tool that it is to help you stay balanced and well. Now, last, let's check out a great breath practice or pranayama practice for springtime. Pranayama is when we control the breath or our own life force. This practice is called Bastrika Pranayama and it is all about cleaning and energizing and awakening. It is, however, counterindicated in like a small slew of people. So, if you too are pregnant or have high blood pressure, heart disease, hernia, gastric ulcers, epilepsy, vertigo, significant nosebleeds, detached retina, glycoma, recent abdominal surgery, or just anyone at risk for stroke, you will want to skip this practice. Uh, also, if you have a very serious case of asthma, this breath can be really helpful, but Maybe not the DIY version. It's a good idea to practice underneath a teacher who knows what they're doing. Now, the good stuff. I think of this as the spring cleaning of breathing. It's powerful and it takes some effort. Bastrica helps with allergies. It burns up AMA. It stokes digestion and agni. It improves circulation. It helps oxygenate the oxy, ox. You know what I'm trying to say? Oxygenate. There we go. It helps oxygenate the blood, and it cleanses and rejuvenates the lungs. It's really good stuff. Bastrica is often referred to as bellows breath. So it's, it's much like the bellows that soaks a fire, and the emphasis of the breath is on the exhale, so much so that the inhale happens subconsciously as a result of that slightly forceful exhale. Both the inhale and the exhale happen through the nose. And if this is a new practice for you, please start slowly. If it's familiar, you know it can get pretty fast. New friends, hands on your belly might help you connect to that active belly exhalation. If at any point you get lightheaded or you feel dizzy, you will simply gently release the practice and pat yourself on the head with your eyes closed until you feel yourself ground back into your body. So to practice, sit well and allow the eyes to fall closed. If this practice is new to you, put your hands on your belly. If not, they can rest on your knees or in your lap. First, take in a full breath into your belly and let it all go through your mouth. Next, take in a breath to only about 50% and then actively exhale the breath through your nose and you'll feel the belly pull in. Continue to focus on the exhalation of the breath and make sure that there is still an inhale between each exhale. If it's new, try about 10 rounds to start. With more practice, you can go on for a much longer amount of time. At the end of the breath practice, pause with your eyes still closed. Observe any sensations that stand out to you. Notice your energy level and the quality of your mind. And eventually, bring your attention back to the sounds around you and open your eyes when you feel good and ready to do so. Spring, my friends, can be a really tricky time to stay well. If you've already been down the yellow snot rabbit hole and you're dreading the great pollinating that comes next, I feel you, but it is not too late. These tools and practices can help you. Choose to eat foods that will work for you. Make the tea, make the spice blend. Enjoy the lightness they create and move your body Move as an act of celebration of life. It's a way to say thank you for a body that is able to support your life. Move because you can. And breathe. For some of us, that's a little bit harder right now than others, but the best rikha pranayama practice can help with that as well. Take good care of yourselves, good people. Happy spring. I hope it is bringing to life something in you that needs to be born. Be it an idea, a project, or a literal human being like me. Keep creating and living. And may these tools help you to stay well and feel good. Thank you, as always, so much for being here, for listening, for tuning in. Thank you for those of you who are rating and reviewing. If you haven't, please take the time to do so and share this with a friend who is also trying to avoid some yellow snot this season. Hopefully it will help them. And as always, good people, may all diseases be conquered as by a powerful forest fire. Thank you all and goodbye.